welcome to another episode of So Chic. My name is Gerda and I am so happy that you guys have decided to listen in today. Thank you so very much to all those who have subscribed, download, and shared this podcast. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And those who have not subscribed yet, don't forget you can always go to iHeart, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You guys know those podcast platforms. Run over there now and subscribe. And all those who have left those wonderful reviews, I thank you guys so very much. Do know that everything that I do is with the power of God because I can't do this on my own. So I am so grateful for those positive reviews, the feedback that I have been receiving. God just continue to pray for me that I will continue to walk in the will of God and I will be able to continue to spread his word. So guys, thank you so very, very much. I am so excited to be back with you guys. As you know, I'm an educator and school started back up in my area and we are doing the online learning, the virtual learning. And in the beginning, it was a hot mess for lack of better words, but we're slowly transitioning and moving into phase two. And I think everybody is on one accord right now or getting there on one accord. So I'm back and I can't wait to share today's word with you guys. I just want to say, I think some people have been feeling defeated lately, feeling like, you know, what they think this year was going to be is not, or just in life in general, just things may not be looking right. I just want to tell you guys, please look up to the heavens where your help comes from, you know, because there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we're going to talk about that today. And, you know, I always come up with these titles. God just give them to me. And our title for today is, yes, I would like to order one angel, please. Let's get into this word so you can really know what I'm talking about. We're going to be reading today out of 2 Chronicles chapter 32. And I don't know how I got to this chapter, into this book, because one night, just flipping through the word and feeling one of those days when, you know, kind of feel like life is you know, always, always feel like life sometimes not going the way that I want it. And God just gives me a refresher, just give me something to encourage me. So I hope this word is encouraging you today to know that you are not defeated, that you have a God that is working on your side and he hears you and he is ready to dispatch angels on your behalf so you can win this battle in this life. So I'll give you a backstory of what's going on in chapter 32. In chapter 32, um, it's the story of King Hezekiah, the king of Judah, and the king of Assyria, Sennacherib. And in this chapter, Sennacherib sent word to um, the people in Judah to let them know that, you know, he's coming for them. He is going to take over. Um, he has a history. Him and his father have a history of taking over nations, taking over the people, and he's coming to do just that with the people of Judah. And in chapter the beginning of chapter 32, when he sends word to them, King Hezekiah tells the people, you know, to be strong and courageous, don't be afraid, you know, of, of the multitude of the Assyrian king. Just, you know, relax. Don't don't worry. And the thing that really gets me in this story is the Assyrian king. This man, I'm going to read to you how he speaks <laughs> to the people in Judah. I'm going to start reading verse um, 
13. It says, Know ye not what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands? Were the gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of my hands? Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hands? That your God should be able to deliver you out of my hands? Now, therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you on this manner. Neither yet believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hands and out of the hands of my fathers. How much less shall your God deliver you out of my hands boy don't you I, I love those type of bullies i really do i love those who really because their past histories have shown the type of people they are the type of character that they have that reminds me of like the bullies in school you remember the bullies like when you get to high school you know there was a bully because there was a bully since elementary you know they've been beating people up since they were in the second grade so they have a history so they know once you say their names people are already frightened so here, this king of Assyria is telling the people of Judah, like, I have evidence. You guys know evidence of what my father has done and what I have done. And there is no God that can save you from our hands. Because the other people, the other nations that we took over, they had their gods too. And their gods wasn't able to save them. So you relying on this God to save you from us? fat chance is not going to happen like y'all might as well just give up now lay down and just wait for us to come over and take over because evidence shows past history has shown that the Assyrian army when we come over we coming to take over and we're coming to destroy we're not coming to you know let anything survive we're coming to take over so that was his threat. That's what he sent to the people. And that the, that's the fear also that he put in the hearts of the people of Judah. But here is where it gets beautiful. Here is where we, we we're going to concentrate on that, right? Here's where we're going to concentrate. We are going to go down to verse 20. And here in verse 20, after the Assyrian king sent his messengers out there to tell the people of Judah, yeah, basically going to die. <laughs> we're on our way. You know, Hezekiah, your king, can't do nothing for you. You know, so get ready. We're on our way. Here is what happens in verse 20. It says, And for this cause, Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, prayed and cried to heaven. Hmm, 21. And the Lord sent an angel, A-N, meaning one, which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame on face to his own land. And when he was come into the house of his God, they that came forth of his own bowels slew him there with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all other, and guided them on every side. We have to go back and go line by line on this. 
We're going to go to verse 20. It says, And for this cause Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah the son of Ammon prayed and cried to heaven. People, let me tell you something. The devil don't want you to pray. That's the last thing he wants you to do because he knows that's how we speak to God. So if he can take you away from prayer, your communication with God is already disconnected. You have to, even when you're in the midst of that battle that feels like it's going to take your life, you get on your knees and you pray. You pray to heaven because God's ears is inclined to you, to hear you. You pray and you cry out unto him. Hezekiah did not tell the people just, you know what? Listen, the Syrian kings are coming. I know, you know, God is with us, but let's just sit here and see what's going to happen. No, he prayed because that's our line of communication. You have to pray. You have to pray. And sometimes when you're praying, you got to cry out. You cry out as well. Whatever that situation is right now, whatever that thing that got you feeling defeated, that feels that got you in a space that you just can't go on anymore. You pray. You pray. You cry out unto God. That is your line of communication. That's why the enemy wants to take away prayer. Why do you think he took prayer away from schools? Why do you think? When you're someplace public and you're trying to pray, the enemy's already detecting that like, oh, we don't want no prayer over here. Because he knows if you open that line of communication with God, he has your attention and you have his attention. So that situation is requiring you to pray. Let's continue. Now, verse 21, it says, and the Lord sent an angel. I stopped right there. I didn't. Once I saw an angel, because I'm a teacher by trade, I had to say an, an mean one. He didn't send two. He didn't send three. He sent one angel. And what did that one angel do? Oh, let me explain to you. But no, I'm not explain. Let me tell you. Let me read what the word said. This one angel did. This one angel, which cut off all, A-L-L, -L, the mighty men of valor and the leaders and captains in the camp of the king of the Assyrian. Listen, one angel, that's all you need. You cry out unto God, he sends that one angel on your behalf, whatever it is, that situation that got you upside down, ooh, hallelujah. That one angel that God dispatches on your behalf is more mightier than any demon, than any spirit, that's trying to torment you. And that's why it's so important that you have God's ears. That you make sure that you open the line of communication through prayer with him. Whatever it is, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Even when things get better, don't stop praying. Do not stop praying because in prayer, that is your one-on-one -on -one direct line access to God. That's like that 911. Um, yes, there's an emergency. I like to <laughs> report an emergency. 
that's your emergency line you cannot go a day without praying you cannot prayer has to be a lifestyle for you prayer has to be a way of life prayer has to be something that you do without even thinking about it that's how important it is just like breathing we don't think about breathing we just breathe that's how prayer has to be for you and so we're going to continue this it says continuing on verse 21 so he returned, he talking about the king of Assyria, returned with shame of face to his own land. So he went running back to his own place, right? And it says, and when he was come into the house of his God, they that came forth of his own bowels, so his own people, his own children, possibly, right? Slew him. They killed him there with the sword. So the king of Assyria was no more. The same king that was bullying the people of Judah and telling them that my, what my father has done and what I have done, I'm going in the past, I'm going to do to you. And there's nothing you guys can do about it. The same bully, because that's what they are, just bullies. The same bully that was threatening Hezekiah and telling the people like, there's no way you guys gonna get out of this. We're coming and it's over for you. But he didn't know they have a direct communication with Jehovah. They didn't know he had a direct um, communication with Yahweh. See, they didn't know that. Because he thought, the Assyrian king thought, that the same gods that those other nations were worshipping and had no strength and had no power, that maybe Hezekiah was worshiping that those same type of gods. He didn't know he was serving the true and living God. He didn't know that his God has power. Hallelujah. He didn't know that his God just need only to dispatch one angel to destroy an entire army. People, one angel, one angel. That one prayer crying out to God. You don't know if that's the prayer that's gonna break through the walls of heaven. And God would dispatch your answer. You don't know. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it look like. I don't care what it tastes like. Don't stop praying. Do not stop praying. Because if you do, you're giving the, the um, enemy a footstool already. You're giving them the authority that Christ has already given to you. To trample over every snake and scorpion. You're giving that power over to the enemy. Because you said, you know what? There's no hope. There's no fixing the situation. There's no resolve. And you have cut off that lifeline with God. And how are you going to get your help? And you know that's where your help comes from. Guys, I encourage you guys to go into this chapter. And just read this, these couple of verses. Because sometimes we think that it's the end. We think that what's in front of us is so big that God can't do it. But we know we serve a God of the impossible. We serve a God that can do all things. We serve a God that holds power, strong power in his right arm. He just stretches that right arm. The, the earth shakes. That's the God we serve. And we serve a God who is ready. He is on guard. At all times to come quickly to the rescue of his children. Come on, saints. Let's open up our eyes today. Let's open up our hearts and let us pray. Let us worship God in a whole new level. So when we pray to him, he says, 
Don't worry about it, my child. I got you. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I got you. And he sends that one angel to take care, take care of that situation that seemed like there was no way <laughs> that this was going to be able to be fixed. There was no way that I could have found a solution for this problem. But thank God we serve a God that is bigger than the universe. We serve a God that his ways are so much higher than our ways that we cannot even understand the itty bitty things of God because it's too vast, it's too big, it's too great. Take hold today, take this word today. You are not defeated. You will not be defeated because your God is for you. And if he is for you, who can be against you? And you know that if you dial that 911 emergency number to the Father, he will dispatch help for you. He will. I know in the in the time it may feel like the help is not coming because the help may not come as quickly as you want it to come, but help is on the way. Help is on the way. Press forward. Don't stop. Don't stop. Even when it seems hard, even when you want to give up, keep praying anyway. Pray anyway. Seek his face anyway. Because in that prayer time, you're building your strength. You're hearing from God. You're opening the line of communication. And in that time, God is doing what he's supposed to be doing in the spiritual realm. He's moving those mountains. He's dispatching those angels. He's putting people in position. Hallelujah. He is, he is doing something that you cannot see. You are not defeated. It is not the end. Remember that. Place that order. Just like when we go to a drive-thru. You know, we ordering our favorite meal from the drive-thru. We're like, yes, can I have this? The number one, please. We got to be just like that with God. Yes, God. Um, I would like to order one angel. Yes. And if you want to send two, who am I to stop you? But I'm just asking for one. That That's all. I'm just asking for one. Not, let's, let's, let's put that in our minds. Let's put that in our spirit. That what God can do with one angel. And this is not the only story of where angels come and do miraculous things. It's plenty of stories in the Bible. But this one just stood out because I'm like, one? Because the multitude of the Assyrian army was so great. In the fleshly eyes, one, one, one is singular. You would never think, what can you do with one? One, you, you don't, you can't, you don't think that you can do anything with one. And God shows us what he can do with one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He shows us what he can do with one. When we think one is not enough, when we think one is too small, because we look, in our, we look into the left and look into the right and we see this big army or this big situation or the multitude of the enemies that's surrounding us on every side. And we like, oh, there's no way. I need an army too. But God says, if you have me, you have more than enough. Ooh, you have more than enough. If you have me, you have more than enough. So today... Hmm. Pick up the word of God. Search it for those encouraging words. Search in there where you can find the words you need to pray. And remember, 
even if you're moaning and groaning during the prayer, that's the Holy Spirit interceding on your behalf because sometimes we do not know what to say. But just having that line of communication open to God leaves him no choice because he sees your heart and he sees that you are trying to reach him. You're on that lifeline with him. Open up that lifeline today. Dial in that 911 emergency number. It's an emergency. Please dial 911. Don't call your friends and don't call anybody else. Call 911. That's just like a fire. If your house is on fire, you are not calling, you know, your best friend. You first call 911. And that's what we need to get into. We need to call God first. In every situation, we need to call God first. He is our 911. There is an emergency. And he is going to be on the other line saying, how may I help you? Oh, Jesus. He's going to say, how may I help you? That's where we need to be. That's that's what we got to do. Don't stop praying. 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 And pray even more when the situation looks like it is turning around. Pray even more. Pray even more. Press in even more. Press in even further. Because the Father ears. He's, he's waiting to hear you. He's inclined to you. His ears are turned to you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to have a relationship with you. Our God is a relational father. He wants to have a relationship with us. Don't for a moment think that you are defeated today. Here in the word shows us. If you just pray and cry out unto the father God. He hears us. He hears us. He hears you no matter how it looks like. No matter what people come and say. No matter what the bullies say. Hmm. No matter how the bullies make you feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be defeated. Because this bully has a history. But we all know the devil is a liar. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he won't be destroying anything anymore. He won't be taking anything anymore. No, because today you done made up your mind. You are following Christ and you're not turning back. You are not turning back. You're going to press forward. Because no matter what the devil try to send against you, no matter how many demons he send your way to make you feel like you're just not going to make it, that there's more of them than who is with you, just turn to God. Open up your mouth. Start praying. People, pray in your cars. Pray in your houses. Pray at work. Pray when you're in the drive-thru. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. Pray constantly. And that spirit of defeat, that spirit of you just can't make it, that spirit of you won't overcome, that spirit will be knocked down. Because the spirit of the living God will consume you and give you the strength. The spirit of the living God will overtake you and you would have his vision. And see, the thing that looked like it was just not going to get better, the thing that just looked like it was going to consume you, it was going to take over you, it was going to kill you. Hmm, that prayer line that you sent out that 911 to God, destroyed that. It destroyed, it annihilated it. Pray today, guys. Pray for those that's feeling defeated. Pray today. For those that just seems like things just not going in the direction that you would hope it would go, pray today. For those of you who feel like you just, I don't know anymore. I just really don't know. Pray today. And those of you who maybe 
things may look okay. Pray today. Pray today. Pray over your family because prayer changes things. That's just not a cliche. That is the truth. I'm a living testimony that prayer saves your life. Prayer can keep you from the grave. Prayer can deliver children. Prayer can deliver your spouses. Prayer can deliver your parents. Prayer can deliver nations. Pray today. Pray today. Pray today. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Prayer is something that is just unexplainable because it seems so little like praying. Oh, what what difference can praying really make? Prayer can make such a difference. Such a difference. Pray today. Pray without ceasing. Pray and know that God hears you. Pray and believe that he is sending angels on your behalf. Because remember, we are not fighting in the flesh. We do not wrestle in the flesh. Remember, things of the flesh fight with things in the flesh. Things of the spirit have to fight in the spirit. We fight in the spirit. We cannot fight in the flesh. If you're sitting here and you're fighting in the flesh, you have already lost. You have already been defeated. You need to learn now to fight in the spirit. And in order to fight in the spirit, you must pray. There's no way to fight in the spirit and you don't have a prayer life. In order to fight in the spirit, you must have a prayer life. So today, just order up that one angel, you know, by accessing that emergency 911 number straight to God. So you can get your deliverance. So you can get your healing. So you can get your protection, your provision. Do it today. Pray. Don't go another day without praying. Don't go another day without praying. Don't go another day without praying. Because I know when I read this, I'm like, oh, I'm ordering me an angel. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> but I have placed an order <laughs> for my angel. Because I, I, need, I need my angel. Because if one angel can defeat an entire army, there's no telling what one angel can do in my life. So place your order today. But you can only place that order through prayer. That's the only way you're going to place that order. You can't you can't um, Uber Eats it. You can't go online and order it online. <laughs> you, you can't do that. You have to go into the spiritual realm of prayer to order up that angel. To order up the answers that you're looking for from God. That's the only way. So today, guys, I hope this gave you a little bit of encouragement. Please don't feel defeated, guys. I know sometimes we do, but you are not defeated. You are a child of the Most High God. Hallelujah. You are a child of the Most High God. There is nothing too hard for him. There's nothing impossible for him. He tells us that in his word. There's nothing impossible for him. Trust him. Believe him. Put your confidence in him. Put your prayer life in him and he will see you through. Yes, he will. Speak to him today. Speak to him today. Call out his name today on your behalf, on behalf of your family, behalf of your loved ones, your community, your church, you know, your neighbors, your friends. Cry out onto him today and see him start to do things that you thought were impossible. Do that today so you can start seeing the miracles happen in your life. Do that today so you can see transformation, restoration, not only in others around you, but starting with you, in you. He's going to transform you because he's the potter and we are the clay. Let him make you new. Build your strength in prayer so when others see you, 
they see the glory of God. They see how the God who sits in heaven is still working on earth. Pray today, brothers and sisters. Pray today, my soul seekers. You know, whatever you do, just pray. Cry out unto him. And he will send help on the way. Just like when you call 911. Help, you know, help is on the way. Once you dial that number, help is on the way. So once you get into that prayer, help is on the way. All right, today, guys, the prayer card is coming from Proverbs 31, 25. And it says, she is clothed in strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. Amen. She is clothed in strength and dignity. And she laughs <laughs> without fear of the future. Today, we are not afraid of the future. We are not afraid of even the present. Because the great I am that I am is with us. And he is for us. So you are not defeated. You have mighty angels that can be dispatched at any moment for you. If you only go to God in prayer. So thank you guys for listening in today. And as always, I pray the peace of God will be with you, with your family and your community. And as always, till next time, love you guys.